first I'm preparing the leaves that will be sprouting from the mandrake's head. I'm clipping off a few tendrils that look like they'll be a good size and shape. Checking what they look like together in a cluster. I want to make sure I'm happy with it. Now I'm grabbing a dowel and some tin foil and getting to work on the armature. Just crumpling up a sheet of foil into a ball and then adding more and more layers on top. Trying my best to form it into a baby head like shape with the fullness in the cheek area and even pressing my thumbs down into where I want the eye sockets to be. I'm putting that dowel into the base of the head. That's what's going to connect it to the body later and also will give me a nice holding point for while I'm sculpting the face. I've molded the body with the same process I used for the face. I'm adding holes for two arms and two legs. Let's trim out four small lengths of floral wire to be the base for the limbs. Putting those into place. And then I decided I wanted some more stability there, so I'm hitting each contact point with some hot glue, both a bead inside each opening as well as around the outside area for extra security. Now let's wrap foil around those arms. It was difficult to compress the foil down as small as I wanted it to be towards the ends, so I ended up just using some scissors to trim some chunks away. I'm going for like a kind of ginger root or turnipy look, so these limbs aren't going to be ending in hands and feet. They're tapering down to root-like points. I can always pose these limbs differently later on, but I'm trying to plan out as much as I can the shape I might want. The curves and the curls and everything. The limbs were staying in place for the most part, but seemed a little loose, but unstable, so I used more hot glue to help everything stay together. This was my first time using a clay roller. I did not read the directions, so I was having a real battle with it, getting a workout in, until I noticed the knob that lets you adjust the thickness you want to roll your clay out to. I had it on the smallest thickness, so once I adjusted that, things started going more smoothly still kind of tricky because my table was shaped too weirdly for the clamp to work, like to clamp it to the table, so I was still wrestling with it, but eventually got the job done. I'm draping those sheets of polymer clay over the foil, using the pressure from my hands to get the clay to stick. I'm tearing away the excess try to avoid overlapping as much as possible. And then using my fingertips to blend the seams together. Just pushing, pushing, pushing. Blending everything down. Once I had a nice base of clay covering the whole head, I'm starting to add on small additions of clay into areas where I want more fullness starting to create that babyish face shape. So, the cheeks, the forehead, the chin. Babies have a lot of plumpness in the face, so 
layering up and rounding out these areas. This tapered wooden tool is very helpful for blending in the new clay additions. I'm using it almost like a butter knife, spreading the new clay over top of the base clay, and following that up with my fingertips to smooth down the scratchy texture that gets made in the blending process. This metal ball tool is great for rounding out the eye socket and continuing to blend and smooth down the surface of the clay, creating the shape I want in the face. I'm checking in on the harmony between the head and the body, making sure I'm liking how they work together. Now it's time to start blocking out the actual features of the face, such as the mouth. I'm going for a very grumpy, frowny expression, so this curved wooden tool is just right for carving in that big, sad mouth. It starts just under the nose and slopes all the way around the underside of the cheeks. I'm also starting to carve in the eye shape. I want the eyes to be very wrinkly both for the sake of the grumpy face effect, and also the fact that I don't want this to be a regular cute baby. This is a strange, monstrous dirt baby. And for that reason, this baby is going to have these plump jowls, sort of, around the neck. So I'm blending a lump of clay there under the chin, blending it out. And pressing a small snake of clay into the eye socket to act as the upper eyelid, blending it down onto the cheek and carving it closer to the shape I'd like. Same goes for the lower lid, pressing, blending, and carving. For the lower lip, chin, I'm pressing down this sort of half-moon shape right under the crease I carved for the mouth earlier. And then, uh, using that wooden tool again, pulling it out a little bit so that he looks poutier, and so that we also seem to be getting a peek into the inside of his mouth. The cupid's bow area will be difficult to access once the nose is added, so I'm taking advantage of that access now, pressing in some nice creases there above the lip. I want some more definition to the chin, so I'm carving a little curved line under the lower lip, and I'm blending a teeny tiny bead of clay under the eyes to help them look puffier and more wrinkles, of course. It's finally time for his cute little nose. I couldn't decide if I wanted to do a baby nose or just a couple of slits for nostrils. I, a lot of the reference images I was looking at just had little slits for nostrils, but I was scared of him looking like a baby Voldemort. So I went with the nose, and I'm glad I did. I'm pressing a teardrop-shaped bit of clay between the eyes, attaching it by blending it upwards. When I checked out 
the profile, the tip of the nose was needing to protrude more, so added some more clay there, blended it down. This tiny metal ball tool is perfect for getting into those little nooks and crannies and carving in the nostrils. I'm checking in on how the proportions are looking overall. I'm liking it. And then pressing some wrinkly detailing into those neck rolls. ears are a really fun part. I wanted to go for an elf-like or maybe more goblin-like look, so they're slightly pointed and curled back at the tips. Just pinching, pinching and pressing that to a nice sharp little point. I'm going in with this medium ball tool down to make the center of the ear slightly recessed, leaving the outer border intact. And the smaller ball tool is perfect for carving in those details around the outer edges. The deepest part should be the actual opening to the inner ear, here towards the bottom. Another pass to smooth things over, blending away the scratchy little lines as much as I can. The lower area of the lobe was looking too flat, so we're adding extra volume there, kind of shaping that part where um, his ears would be pierced. Just blending that in with the rest carefully. This area is very delicate. Ears. Now it's time for the body. Same as the face, the first step is going to be a mad dash of pressing sheets of clay over everything until all the foil is covered. I'm not worrying much at all about the shapes of anything yet. That can be addressed later. Just getting all the foil covered, blending the seams together. I was not liking this part. I he looks like a little rotisserie chicken. Not, not in a good way. <laughs> but eventually came together. I think most uh, art projects have those rough in-between stages where you start to question everything. <laughs> but it usually works out. This is just his ugly duckling face, that's all. I'm preparing more sheets of clay. I want to add more volume to certain areas of the body, so I'm just thinning out these chunks so that they're easier to work with. The area that most desperately was in need of volume was the tummy. His tummy area was looking really flat. That just will not do for a baby. So I rolled out this sphere of clay, flattened it a bit. And then I'm pinching, pinching, pinching all around the edges, thinning them out. That's going to help the blending process go more smoothly. Pinch, pinch, pinch. And press. Press that onto his belly. It's very helpful that the arms are 
based on that wire armature, so it's pretty easy to bend them slightly out of the way when needed. Then I'm doing the exact same thing again, just with a smaller piece to round out this shoulder. Back to the wooden tool and the fingertips to blend that all in. Marry it all together. I haven't worked with polymer clay much before, and I'm glad that the fact that this baby is supposed to be a sort of monstrous creature of the dirt, uh, that's very forgiving texture-wise. So, I'm trying my best to smooth out the lumps and bumps, but ultimately, I want him to be heavily textured, so the flaws work in my favor in this case. Seeing him with his head on helps me to tell what's missing, and he's definitely needing chunkier legs. So I'm adding extra volume to the thigh area. I know that I want to carve in a lot of texture later, so I definitely want to make sure that my clay is layered on thickly enough that I can carve without hitting foil. Don't want any areas of exposed foil breaking the baby illusion. I want the limbs to have a very irregular um, root-like appearance, so I'm going to achieve that with a combination of carving recessed wiggly lines in with my tools. I even thought it'd be fun to hit the shoulder with a little swirl. So I'm carving away, trying to make some areas deeper than others, and then I'm also adding these worms of clay, pressing that down, blending it in, to create protruding wiggly lines to contrast with the recessed ones. Together, this will start to look like a really interesting natural texture might find underground. I'm doing that all over the arms and legs. I thought about doing it on the face and body too, but I liked the look of uh, those parts being smooth. It's finally time for the head and body to be combined, so to do that I need to blend a worm of clay into that neck gap, both on the front and on the back. And while I'm at it, I'm texturizing that neck area with some wrinkles to harmonize everything together, make the join blend seamlessly. Throughout the process of sculpting clay, you can end up with lots of little irregularities like scratches, lint, unwanted beads of clay. So a wash of rubbing alcohol scrubbed from head to toe can really help address a lot of that. I don't want him to be too smoothed out. sitting upright, so he's taking an oven nap. 
of leaves we selected at the beginning. I want one facing one way and the other facing the opposite way, so looks like it's really sprouting out like those tendrils have been reaching. I was wanting some more fullness, so I clipped off some extra bits, gluing those in as needed. I'm so excited to start painting. This is the part that's really using a medium brown paint that's meant for eyebrows on reborn dolls. It's also meant to be watered down with paint thinner, but I'm applying it on straight because I'm going for a clumpy, dirt-covered effect, and the thickness of the paint unthinned is perfect for that. I'm dry brushing that all over him from head to toe. Just layering it on extra thick, multiple layers in areas that would make sense for more dirt to settle and accumulate. Like around the crook of the arms and the legs, the neck, and around the leaves on his head. Bring some pep into the face by blending a peachy blush tone over the apples of the cheeks. This is what's going to help him look a bit more cute, and like there's actually blood bumping behind the skin, like this is a real life creature. Let's hit the chin as well, and the forehead. With a smaller brush, we can do details like the lips and the nose. blushiness into a few areas of the body, like the shoulders, the elbows, the knees. All of that's really going to help sell the use alive. Blotting on another layer of dirt to provide more contrast. Tips of the ears. Another help for the lips, as well as the fingertips and toes, all the areas that would normally have a bit more blood flow to them. And for some sheen, I'm not sure what exactly this is, uh, it came with the Reborn doll kit. 
I don't think it's permanent. It feels sort of like Vaseline. But a touch of shininess on the highlight points of his face really, really helps. It reminds me of in drawing and painting. I'm always so excited to add the white highlights at the end. That's the part that really brings it all together. I really like how he's looking as is. Uh, but for the sake of the video, I plan to use him for... I want him to be covered in moss that the herbologist will need to carefully remove. He looked so much better in the lighting from when I was working on him last night. The dim lighting with the um, overhead lamp really let you see more of the contrast. In the natural light of day, I feel like he's looking a little washed out. But that's alright. I can always uh, change how I'll light him later. It would be preferable to glue it down in order to get it just as I want it, but I don't want it to be permanent, so draping it is. I'm tucking this thicker moss wherever I can get it to stay, but like the crooks of the limbs and even a touch in the mouth, no wonder he's so grumpy. Into the planting pot he goes, nestling into the dirt. I'm using a very dry, rocky dirt that's meant for bonsai trees, so that hopefully uh, my paint job won't get too covered up by dirt. I got this wooden sign from Michaels, and I'm trying to age it with a watery wash of burnt sienna and black acrylic paint. Sweeping that over the wood, just pretty messily to try to get it to look more authentic. I want a reference for the lettering, so I'm typing out what I wanted to say. Warning, wear muffs. And choosing an old-time style font I like the look of. I downloaded this one from some website like Free Fonts. Uh, it's called Tritello. Has a nice uh, calligraphy sort of look to it. I'm using a brown colored pencil to lightly block out the placement of the letters before I go in too heavy. I want to leave room for adjustments later if things end up being too cramped together. Now I'm ready to commit to a heavier handed application of the colored pencil. Starting to add some more flair and wispiness to the shapes of the letters. looking sort of light compared to the sign, 
So I'm going to hit it with a watery wash of those same acrylic paints, the burnt sienna and the black. This will help it go better with the sign and also look more aged. about the materials or the